I, I feel like there's more Annie Wilkes in me than in you. Ah! You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Spooky Squad. Spooky Squad, what's that? <gasps> Did you hear that laugh? Did you hear a laugh? There's, there's, someone's with us. <laughs> Sonique's ventriloquist act. Wouldn't that be, that'd be, that'd probably freak me out more if just one day you pulled out like the stereotypical ventriloquist dummy like from Goosebumps. Fucking slappy. <laughs> fucking slappy. Yo, slappy's my bitch. I'm like, yo, I got slappy <laughs> right here. Just do the show like that. But that's not what we're, we're not here to talk about Goosebumps. We're here with a special guest, Arielle Dundas. Am I saying your last Hi. name right? Dundas. Dundas. Yeah. Okay. Actually, the way you say it is correct, but we're American, so we pronounce our own name incorrectly. Girl, yes. like this is a very yeah. cosmopolitan show, okay? We're going to say it the right <laughs> way. Um, we have a special guest, Arielle Dundas, here with us on Wait I First. Say Hi. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. Excited to talk about this movie. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. Before you talk about the movie, do you want to like talk about yourself? Where yes. can the people find you? What are you doing? What's your shoe size? People send us <laughs> shoes sometimes. That's never Wait. happened, but I could use shoes. That's so. never happened. I wish. Let's, let's, <laughs> I'm manifesting that for you. Um, but, but so my name is Ariel Dundas. I'm a, I think we've already said that several times. But I'm a comedian. Uh, you can find me on the internet uh, most of the time. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at Ariel Dundas, A-R-I-E-L-L-E-D-U-N-T-A-S. I talk about politics and relationships. And there was a while there where when I was talking about the Muppets a lot, but I kind of got tired. <laughs> We we love a Muppet tweet. We do. We yeah, love Muppet yeah. content. I like that you just, it, you made it seem like you fell into it. It's like, I didn't want this life, but here we are. The Muppet life well, finds you sometimes, you know? Yeah. I had a stupid tweet get kind of a lot of likes. Um, <laughs> and then I, like, I did a joke about how, now, so the tweet was uh, more Muppets, less Star Wars. Um, and then I was then I made a joke about how I was a Muppet influencer now because that got a lot of likes. Um, and, but then I, like, I started to feel trapped by the Muppetness. So I'm taking a <laughs> You're trying to like rebrand, try to like, pivot. I'm rebranding. Yeah. Um, well, what are the odds that you're on this episode talking about feeling trapped and needing to rebrand yourself? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, question though, like, did you get any pushback from the Star Wars fandom? Because I know that those nerds They're... can be fucking. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they were, I mean, so I also had, like, they were not as mean as, uh, I had a tweet criticizing Joe Rogan that got, like, a lot more pushback. Uh, yeah, Joe Rogan's but, uh, listeners are also just, like, the worst type of people. So it's not surprising. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, yeah, he has, like, the, his, but the, the thing, the response I got to that most, to the tweet mostly was just more Star Wars, which like, there's a, like, I like Star Wars too, mm -hmm. but like, I could maybe see like enough Star Wars, but the <laughs> idea that, there's not, that, that they need even more Star Wars 
kind of blew my mind. It's getting kind of, it's getting crazy. I've, I've only seen the first one and I was like, okay. this is enough. I don't what need is, more. What is up? You're, you're like, I saw the first five minutes of Lord of the Rings and I didn't need any more of this. Hey, I, did, I, I, did I saw see... a white man with hairy feet. I don't need a hobbit. Fuck this. I did see the full first Lord of the Rings movie. I saw it and I was like, okay. I don't, what is, it wasn't that exciting. I'm giving you shit. Like I've <laughs> seen each one once. Cause I don't know, this like dates me. But when I was in middle school and elementary school, they had like this accelerated reader program. Does okay. We get it. You're smart. Yeah. No, no, no. That's the name of the computer program that we had. Oh. To take a test on. <laughs> no, no, I'm very smart. Thank you. I'm glad you picked up on them, though. But no. So, okay, to contradict that phrase, um, you would get points, you know, for like, and bigger books were worth more, and you had to hit so many points for certain grades. Okay. But okay. the Lord of the Rings ones, because they were so fucking huge, were worth a lot of points. So I waited till the end of the semester, and I was like, fuck. So I started reading Lord of the Wings, Rings, and I got like, not even like three chapters in and then the movie came out i'm like fuck it this has to be close enough <laughs> so that is the only reason i watched the movies is so i could take those tests it's that's interesting because i had a in seventh grade we had to like write down uh like how many book pages we read and i had a friend who was really into stephen king but our teacher didn't think that stephen king books counted okay bullshit <laughs> yeah like i don't know I was, so he was like he was like the the lowest reader in the class according to this program because like I don't know like he's read it. every <laughs> Stephen King novel three times in this one semester. But yeah, Stephen King novels are pretty like I would say advanced for a kid. Like yeah, not, yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah, weird. He's like, <laughs> he's like talking to this kid's parents, like, "Hey, yo, your son's reading like at a third grade level because he's only he hasn't touched his Magic Treehouse books." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's he fucking over like... here reading The Shining, and um, that book. Yeah, is <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. He's a hater. Um, yeah. haters. Uh, sometimes fans of things. No. <laughs> I was just waiting. I was waiting to see where this was going. I want to hear it. sometimes fans of things. Shit. <laughs> Let's uh, hear this. My segues are so shit lately. <laughs> or always. We were talking about we were talking mad. about we're not we're not going into that, but <laughs> it, what's funny is like this is a movie about an author in books. And we, we've been saying books, literally the word book, so much. And you're like, how can I say anything else? <laughs> to get to this movie you're right right okay okay wise guy like if you're so good you do the you do it gonna channel my inner sneak so uh sometimes what we i want to start off i want to finish where you left off so sometimes speaking of haters people actually love books too much (laughs) and then they kidnap their favorite author and take them to their farm as is the case in the movie that we watched this week, we're closing out March Madness with Misery. Ooh, mm-hmm. ah, from 1990, directed by Rob Reiner. You know, I mm. I love Wikipedia because you can click on a name and you can learn everything about this person. Rob Reiner has a very prolific 
career as a director and very varied career as a director. Mm -hmm. I've never thought about it until today (laughs) because it's the same man who made this fucking movie, Misery, also made this as Spinal Tap. He also made LBJ and he also made The Princess Bride. It's like the most Mm -hmm. random assortment of of movies as well as a bunch of other ones too. But I'm happy for him. Oh God, (laughs) how rich is he? So rich. So rich. I mean, his father is also famous. Yeah. So I also oh, low-key yeah, thought Paul you Reiner. meant like, <gasps> oh, like how rich was he? And I for some reason thought you meant like in ideas and creativity. <laughs> I'm no. like, oh, you meant much. <laughs> I want to know what the Reiner estate is like and how I can get a piece of that. Yeah. What his oh, wife, wait. his wife is Michelle Singer. Whatever. She ain't got shit on me. There I could get Rob Reiner. Um <laughs> Mel. Mel Brooks's son did like a like a PSA about COVID last March with like um like yeah. Max Brooks, the writer of World War Z. <laughs> I did not know that about him. All I know is that uh it was it was about like if I hang out with my father, I could give him COVID and he could give COVID to Carl Reiner. Uh but like Max Brooks can get it. I will say that. Max so. Brooks is like, he's a cute little like nerd. And I've, I have mm-hmm. read World War Z several times. So I love that book. Okay. So we'd have a lot to talk about. Mm. Ooh. Oh, he's got like, <laughs> like full. I, I okay. like that. That was, that was just unique. It's like, here's the thing. Like, you're going to say something shitty about him. It's just like, he's cute. And I've read his book. And I'm like, okay, so what's the thing that you... <laughs> I'm trying to like get pregnant by Max Brooks so that I can get a piece of that Brooks estate. Yeah. Aren't we all? Yeah. Really? <laughs> but you know, you know who else is trying to get pregnant, but probably not because Jesus is, seems very involved in this person's life. Yeah. Yes. Thank, thank you for getting us back on track. Yes. There we go. That's what I'm here for. Starring James Caan, Kathy Bates, who did win an Academy Award for Best Actress in this movie, I think well-deserved. Mm. Um, Lauren Bacall is in this too, which is just, wow. Just like one of yeah. the OG uh, golden Hollywood actresses. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is about a writer who um, gets in a car accident, is found by a super fan, a stan, as some would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the precursor. <laughs> this is this is stan twitter yeah for sure (laughs) loved it is this like y'all's first time watching this movie yes 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 yeah oh i love this movie my mom and i watch it sometimes together she loves it and we hang out and watch it together that's all i I have to say (laughs) (laughs) it's mother uh, mother daughter bonding movie um okay (laughs) so this movie starts off uh, we've got Paul Sheldon and he's cruising down a pretty icy, snowy highway. Um, he's in Colorado driving, driving, but he does, he loses control of his car, ends up in an accident um, mm-hmm. and is knocked out. And we get a flashback to him with Lauren Bacall, who plays his um, manager, publicist person, agent, agent. agent. 
look who's not unmanaged. I don't even know what to call her. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> Laura McCall is just hanging out with him. And they're chatting and they're talking about, um, basically he has made a big career off of these, this, uh, this series, Misery. But he's trying mm-hmm. to pivot. He's trying to, you know, similar similar to you and the Muppet. <laughs> he's trying yeah, to exactly. move away from his life of misery. He's like, I'm trying to like, you know, be a serious writer. It very, it's very clearly a Stephen King type of mm. character. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of on the nose. Stephen King loves to write himself into his books and movies. Yes, it's true. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's like narcissistic or is he just writing what he knows? I don't know if he like, I'm admittedly have never read any of his books. Um, I read one. I don't remember which one, but anyway, if he was just like this writer, he's like this writer who has like a foot long dick, then maybe, maybe it's a bit narcissistic. But if he's just like, I literally only know what writers are like because I don't talk to any other person. I'm trying to think of the books I have read where he does have like a little bit of an XP in the book. I think it, cause Bill Denbro is definitely supposed to be like kind of like a Stephen King type mm. and he's kind of written as like a little hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, um, I do know that he doesn't remember writing Cujo. Yeah. Cause of his Coke problem. Yeah. yeah. Which like, um, but yeah, I don't know. He just writes so much so often that you, you'd almost like he's just, just going to write himself in. I mean, this James Conn was I, like a, maybe a little bit. He was very resourceful in the this movie. So I, I don't know if I think Stephen King would have lasted as long as this guy. Oh, no. Stephen King <laughs> definitely would not have had like. You know, Stephen King didn't like he was he was very much the kid in like recess who like sat by reading a book. He would not play like he would not have been able. He to didn't have the muscle mass to survive a car crash. No, <laughs> he would have snapped in half. Like, like his his stand would have showed up, ripped open that car, and been like, "Guess I'm taking the corpse home." <laughs> That's a husk. <laughs> but, um, uh, we we flash back to the present where he um. He's he's still kind of unconscious, but we um, Annie Wilkes is who finds him, and when mm-hmm. he regains consciousness, Annie is there. He's he's fucked up, like his legs. This movie mm. really taps into everything. I've never broken a bone before, mm. and I'm terrified of breaking a bone. And this movie really like ekes me out because I'm like, oh shit, his legs are so messed up. She said she can hear the bones inside. Yeah, pardon me. <laughs> um yeah but he's he's got broken legs he's got in a dislocated shoulder he's not doing well but annie is like i'm a nurse it's fine i got you i'm gonna put you, you know get you good and ready but she also happens to be his number one fan mm-hmm. which sounds fun at first but of course does take a, a turn man did you see that scene and then so obviously she's fucking like a few french fries short of a happy meal right so and then so she's uh but like i would like not the fact that i wasn't taken to a hospital that's not what would have like clued me in on something was off i'd be like Mm -hmm. you you have your own like iv drip here in your house (laughs) you just have all the fixins all the accoutrement of a hospital like you have you have the drugs like like what the hell man that's odd. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like it, and it's, it's hard to know exactly when, yeah. I mean, I guess you're also kind of drug addled. So you're like, I don't, I don't know. I guess this makes sense, but I immediately, I would have been like something, something is wrong here. I don't know. Yeah. I could see that. I, but I also can see just like the gratitude of, of being okay. Maybe just thinking, Oh, like, yeah. Because they are in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I would probably rationalize it of like, well, maybe, you know, it was snowing. So maybe like she couldn't get me out or like, maybe there's like some kind of issue with getting me to a hospital. She's like doing what she can now, but right. would, would catch me up. What's, yeah. I'm like, what's very funny is Sonique being the city girl she is, <laughs> is freaked out by like the outdoors and is like, why would I go camping? Why would I do this? But she's like, oh, well, if I was in Colorado, obviously there's only five <laughs> hospitals in the state so it's obviously 10 days journey to get me there <laughs> listen all i know is i've i've been to denver but i also oh. had to fly over the state Ooh. and i saw how much empty space there was and i was like this place doesn't seem to have anything except for denver so yes i would mm. be like oh well i guess this is colorado for you you know yeah basically the oregon trail <laughs> like, yeah i mean i will say <laughs> I was like, you know, never mind. I don't want to go into it. No, the next you've already started. Is- no, you've, you've yeah, I was just going to say, like, when I was doing, like, grad school auditions, I had to go to north of Denver. I don't know. But anyway, uh, oh, I had to go to Boulder. So then, mm-hmm. but I just arrived in Denver, and I was like, there's got to be a way to get there. <laughs> and I just knew that a bus existed. <laughs> And then so I'm like, hey, yo, can I get to so my impression of like Colorado is the nicest people because I go to the counter. Yo, when's the bus leave for Boulder? It's like, oh, now. So I run to the bus and then they're like, we only take exact change and it's eighteen dollars. And I'm like, well, cool, man. Like I have here are some 20s and they're like, no, like I can't do it. And we don't have change. So then everyone was like, yo, we, we we've got some like extra cash. We can and then all these people just covered me. And then I was talking, I must have been talking to like my mom to just be like, hey, like, yeah, I'm on the bus. I'm heading to the hotel. Um, this is where the bus will stop. And then I'll just walk to my hotel. And this guy, like, I realistically did not think this through because this very easily could have turned bad. But this guy's like, yo, I overheard you saying like where you're getting off and where you think you're walking to. And that is not short. He's like, but I'm getting off at that stop and also driving into town. Do you want to do you want to ride? And I was like, Mm -hmm. of course, that's so nice. And (laughs) I obviously didn't get murdered. And he was from uh, he was from Wisconsin, where I'm from. And he's like, oh, and we were just shooting the shit. And he's like, all right, uh, well, good luck on your shit. See you later. And then, you know, I was at my hotel and I never saw him again. And then someone made fun of me because weed is legal there at the time, like legal there, not here. Mm-hmm. And I just was smelling someone's weed off their balcony. I just very audibly was. And then they started laughing at me. And then I just screamed, it's not legal where I'm from. And I like <laughs> puffed and puffed back in my hotel. Fucking square. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, Colorado. Colorado. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the, the land of weed and five hospitals. I'm so glad you didn't get murdered because that could have gone. Yeah. And I'm happy that you're with us today. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Jesus saves. Um, so <laughs> not in this movie. Yeah. Not in this movie though. <laughs> this, this movie is a testament to like kind of being creeped out by people that are too into anything, mm, especially mm. avid readers. And you throw in like, <laughs> I was like the mixed amount of like, 
people stands and if you stand books like the Bible, then that's even weirder. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, but like, you know, after he learns that Annie is his number one fan, um, and they're talking about the novels and how much she loves misery. He's like, you know, I do have the manuscript. She finds the manuscript and he's like, yeah, you know, you can, you can read it. And she's very, very excited. As honestly, when I think about my kid, my, my life as a child, and I was like obsessed with Harry Potter, this would have been me not kidnapping J.K. Yeah. Rowling. But I think if I had my hands on like a manuscript <laughs> of the next Harry Potter before. Oh yeah, for sure. But if she yeah, was strapped out. to a bed in my house. <laughs> oh, well, now, who she, he was, hey, I'm hobbling her. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was pretty, he was pretty, it was kind of like a cute moment, right? He was like, you know, I'm very selective with who I let oh, yeah. read my manuscripts. Yeah. Just my, my publicist, my agent and anyone that saves my life in a car wreck. And she's like, oh, golly. She's like, oh, gee. She, Happy Bates plays this character so fucking amazingly because mm. she could have gone, I think, full tilt, just like, oh, she's crazy. Ah, and it's like, no, she actually is kind of sympathetic. And like, there are moments where she mm. is sweet like that. And then she like snaps so easily. It's like, oh, God, it's chilling. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Do, do you like the, because uh, like while this is happening too, we get like shots of, Cause her agent is like, yo, uh, haven't heard from him in like a couple days. It's mm -hmm. weird. Hasn't even talked to his daughter. And then we get just like the old F sheriff, <laughs> which at, at the start of it, I thought was like the incompetent, like sheriff trope. But then you're like, he turned into the old wise sheriff. That's a master of tracking. Right. Yeah. And with, he picks up on every fucking. I mean, you know, he hunts. Thing. He's a, with, a fucking uh, sheriff in like East Bumfuck, Colorado. I felt sorry for his horny wife, though. Like they, that, that was the sexual tension this movie needed. <laughs> his him and his wife. Fucking Bunny McDougal from uh, Sex and the City. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was fun. I liked her a lot, and I liked him. Yeah. It was I was it was nice that he was actually smart. Also, yeah. um, shout out of that actor. He was in. I don't know why. I I'm obsessed with this. I love the 1980s like TV movie of Anna Green Gables okay. <laughs> that used to play on PBS, and he plays um, Matthew Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I love this guy. He's great. He's great in that. And he's wonderful in this as well. So, you know, while this is happening, though, he is like, he's like, I'm tracking this guy down. Like, this is going <laughs> to take his <laughs> biggest case of my career in small town. Well, yeah. Colorado. Well, he's like, it's like, I'll put his name in our system. And if anything comes up, I'll tell you. And it's just a post it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty. He's adorable. I love it. His little hat yeah. and stuff. He's so cute. Um, but um, we get our first note that something, well, we, we kind of already know something's off with Annie, but real note that she's like not okay. Um, she's feeding him and she she talks about how upset that there's so much profanity in this new work. And at first she's mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, okay. She's just kind of like, you know, maybe a very conservative kind of like older woman, but she starts to just like fucking freak out. She's like <laughs> spilling a uh, hot soup all over that. She's just like flipping out. She right. what was one of like the profanities she said? She said bitchly, bitchly. Oh yeah, my bitchly cow feed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like her, it's like she had just she had to struggle to think of what swearing was in that moment. It also did not but like how do you swear words at all? <laughs> yeah, she was trying to apply it for it's like, do I want some bastard pig feed? <laughs> <laughs> 
like, what? Do you know how to is like, no, you know how swear words work? No, she sounds like a little kid, like learning swear words. And you're just kind of throwing them in wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, she's, she snaps on him. And um, later, once she finally finishes the book, learns that misery died at the end Mm -hmm. and this makes her very upset and you know this it it really is a perfect allegory for like fandoms though like Mm -hmm. the way like she way she behaves it's I think especially in our like current age of like the internet she is all of what who are they dc dc what are they obsessed about the snyder cut is that DC? Uh, yeah i feel like yeah. it's all of those people wrapped into one right. human being is yeah and it's just and it's perfect the, and the idea that like i mean again we've mixed feelings about her now but like jk rowling would did have like the courage to kill characters and people are like so angry with her about yeah. it yeah very true she did have the yeah. courage to kill off a lot of beloved characters i'm weird in that like i kind of like when <laughs> the characters. it just makes it, it makes a more interesting story when like because i stakes guess i'm are just higher. built different i'm just like i don't know like i don't really care about like red shirts dying like who gives a fuck but no like it, it, it well, makes no, it for a yeah. more interesting story if the people who die are the ones you care about and not just like some yeah. random character who got it gives you right. it gives you, you know? stakes mm-hmm. like um like the opposite of this is like the twilight books where like the last three books of twilight is just them like going up to the brink of violence mm-hmm. and then they're and then they have like a conversation and then they don't have violence because stephanie doesn't want to kill any of her characters wait is that really what happens in the twilight books i mean yeah yeah like what? it happens like i'm trying to remember well like <laughs> I, okay, so for example, in the movie, okay, can I, can I spoil <laughs> the last of the? Twilight I haven't movies? finished any or started any it's of them. Okay, okay. I've seen the first one, and I thought it was enough for me. So go. <laughs> <laughs> so in the in the movie um, of the final half, this that pattern represents itself a lot. But in the movie, in the last one, um, there's like a big conflict because. Edward and um, Bella have had a a, ki- a baby together. Yes, the scary CGI the, baby. Yes, the that. scary CGI baby, and the vampires that are um, responsible, like for for keeping the existence of vampires a secret. Okay, are upset about this because they think we don't know what a half human baby does. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it will reveal all of her secrets because she's like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the movie they go, they have a confrontation. It's like a battle. A lot of people die and then you zoom out and um, <laughs> just re- uh, they, I'm sorry. This is such a tangent. <laughs> no, but please. Like, <laughs> they zo- they zoom out, and it turns out none of that has happened yet. It's just one of the good vampires showing one of the ba- bad vampires, bad vampires, what will happen if they fight, and okay. he'll die. And then, they, so then they like agree to have a peaceful negotiation. But in the books, they literally like they they the like bad vampires show up, the good vampires show up, 
they like have like a conversation and the good the bad vampires are like i guess we're not gonna fight the good vampires that is so, this, so, so the book is actually like a really good example of conflict resolution yeah yeah i don't yeah. think that's bad at all <laughs> isn't stephanie Meyer like a mormon is that why because she's like i don't know do, like mormons like bloodshed <laughs> i mean i don't <laughs> these are the questions thank you <laughs> I don't feel equipped to answer. <laughs> just fuck around. I don't, I don't know. Probably they love it. I don't know. <laughs> I know those I'm... Mormon blood orgies. Yeah, but yeah, that's so disappointing. Like, yeah, they really just like it was all a dream. It basically. Yeah, but like <laughs> so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of weird stuff in Twilight, but like, like she really is afraid. I, I don't mean like all of her characters are kind of dead, I guess, in the sense that they're yeah. vampires. But like, I think like, like, the exact opposite of this is like, you know, Game of Thrones and like mm. the very first season, you have a major character who you assume is the protagonist. <laughs> I, yes. like, oh, okay. So <laughs> this is not right. about him. Okay, cool. Yeah. So fan- and that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's fandom. That's fandoms. I, I mean, you know, famously, everybody was super happy with how Game of Thrones ended. Um, oh, my boyfriend, literally, if I mention it, like, goes catatonic. <laughs> he acts like he doesn't know what happened. Like, he, he saw season eight. He hated it. I'm like, yeah, like season eight of Game of Thrones. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, season eight. He's like, it ended at season six. I don't know what you're talking about. It's just like, disappears. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> fuck those guys they suck um yeah <laughs> yeah um so uh, where are we so yeah he she freaks out about the swearing oh no she, she finds like he, that misery dies and that really mm. upsets him and um mm-hmm. the next morning she tells paul like this this will not do paul mm-hmm. you need to burn this fucking manuscript <laughs> it's terrifying um he tries to kind of like reverse psychology it and he's like oh like well you know it's fun like it's like oh i'm not scared she's like listen bitch i'm your number one fan i know that you only have one copy of this book so i know everything about you so you're gonna burn right. this book no one's read it except for me you're gonna write a new book for me <laughs> i i will say like this the stakes <clears throat> of that are like weird because like his life is in danger but like at that moment we're supposed to worry about the book <laughs> That was, you know that was I mean? his thing. He was so that I don't know. Like when he was driving in the opening scene, he kept like holding it to make sure it was okay. Like <laughs> we, we love this manuscript. <laughs> Do you like also before this? Well, it's the same scene, but she is talking. She had come in and was talking about how like she just picked up like a book like one of his books from the store uh-huh. and he's like and the whole time right she's like oh the the roads are too bad and the phones are um mm-hmm. cut and she's like oh so so you drove so the roads are okay she's like oh just the ro- just the road to the store hospitals <laughs> but uh they said uh they called me uh i called the hospital they said that they'd send you a uh ambulance once it was safe Oh, so the phone's fixed? Oh, no, not mine. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you were, you were t- kind of covering up your tracks, but now right. you're just like, fuck it. Hey, you I, know right. something's up. I have a question yeah. for you. Who Who is a famous person that you would Annie Wilkes? No one, because I'm... I'm 
Theoretically, not really. I, I don't. I, Is it that's safe so to say not this? My... By Annie Wilkes, we mean not like all the violence, but just kind of like a, a famous person who you'd be like, hey, hey, you stay in this room with me forever. <laughs> Against your will, <laughs> with your broken legs. <laughs> Hey, you I don't know. I want you I'm to going fall in love you. with me while I drug you. I don't know, man. I'm going to say that that is just so, so, like, such an antithesis to my personality, like, of standing. I don't. Okay. You've I never stand anybody, Andrew? No. What? Not even as a kid? Man, as a kid, Oh, man, I can't think of. I really loved Ghostbusters. I mean, I guess I still do. <laughs> but I'm not dying? about to I'm not I'm not about to yeah, I'm not about to like kidnap, you know, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> oh, Ghostbusters, not Goosebumps. Sorry. I totally said our all yeah. in the bed. Yeah. Don't do that. That'd be he wouldn't like. Yeah. Well, who would you? Who would you kidnap? And we're not going to sugarcoat this. Who would you kidnap to live in your apartment? I don't know who I'd kidnap right now, but I know that Sonique in the third grade would have kidnapped Aaron Carter because I was obsessed with him. <laughs> I would have, I would have definitely Annie Wilkes or Aaron Carter. I'm just, I just picturing you like freaking out on Aaron Carter, spilling soup on him. <laughs> yeah, because I, I hate that how he beat Shaq's song so much. It's unrealistic that you would beat Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> so that's that's the song he has to rewrite. He has to rewrite. <laughs> oh, Shaq kick my ass. That's how Ariel, yeah. song. Ariel, who would you kidnap and strap to a bed? I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I I feel like there's more Annie Wilts in me than in you, but I don't know if I would kidnap <laughs> anyone and strap. But like, if I had to kidnap anyone in this yes, exact, you, you, you have to. This is the hypothetical. It's not a it's not a light kidnapping. You are committing to the bit. Okay. Well, if I had to kidnap someone, I guess I would kidnap John Bellaney. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I feel he would be pretty like just like just kind of like, oh, I gotta go with this because I'm too weak to leave. He's also a man who would have definitely broken lots of bones. He's so, he's very thin. Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you would have to keep him for so long because he'd be so broken. No, you would have to cave and take him to a hospital because he would die. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, none of the, none of these answers will ever ruin our potential career. <laughs> No, no, I mean, it's not weird that Ariel I like to cancel because she said that she wants to kidnap John. Ariel, <laughs> we're only if I have to. <laughs> yeah, only if only if he happens to be driving past my house while it's snowing with his fucking next hour special in his. Best <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I he's like he's special. like holding it as he drives like he's holding <laughs> over over pouring glass of like milk as he's driving just right. like, be careful <laughs> like, not to lose the special <laughs> oh man uh, oh, <laughs> but yeah so he does he burns the manuscript as she directs mm-hmm. and um she's like okay gotta write the, the name of the book's called misery's return you're gonna write her write my girl back the girl he's coming back yeah. <laughs> you're gonna write this book just for me <laughs> 
Yeah. And he he's like, okay, yeah, because he realizes that Annie, Annie might kill him. Annie is, mm-hmm. is about that life. She's not kidding. Like, she's <laughs> gonna mm-hmm. fucking kill you. Um, so he starts to um has he started writing at this point yet? This is he's about to write because uh he gets she gets that, him a typewriter. Type yeah. Yeah. She says that he she has the wrong type of paper. Paper, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's not happy. But she's like, hey, Yeah, fine, I'll go get your fucking paper. She didn't say fucking. I'll go get yeah. your, your bleeding also, paper or whatever weird thing. She says cocky like cockadookie or cockamamie a lot. Oh, it yeah. is yeah. Cockadoodle paper. <laughs> yeah. And she like puffs out of the house. Is this also right. when we start getting because throughout all of this we get scenes of sheriff buster like because you know like on the on the case like and he's like he's in a helicopter going by and then so that's also is that happening now because uh what's i think it's face? around that time like yeah. annie's you know notices obviously this helicopter going by so she's like oh shit but then she still goes and gets that cockadookie paper yeah she does um and while she's gone um he he starts to stockpile. Well, actually, no, before that. No, is this when he... Sorry, I think I lost... This is like, when he does the hairpin. Yes, he's, he does the hairpin thing. So he's like, he's plotting like, okay, I got to get out of this room. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, because he gets out of the room and he like very painfully managed to kind of like haul himself around the place to try to figure out, you know, more about Annie. Very and- dexterous in that wheelchair for someone really who yes. just got a wheelchair. I With legs that were also presumably jelly still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, fuck. He also, like, I, um, like you were saying, Sonique, he had been stashing his, like, pain meds or, like, whatever drug she was giving him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, so he's been hiding those around. And then he, like, finds some more and steals some when he's going around the house. But I like that he just found a bobby pin and used that to undo the lock, obviously. And he goes, oh, my God, that worked. <laughs> like, I really appreciated that he called that out. He's like, this is ridiculous. I mean, I've never been able to successfully pick a lock in my life. I'm also no. suspicious if that's actually possible. I know it is, but, like, yeah. if it's, it's not in, like... I mean, I guess, what are they going to do? We're going to watch, like, is the movie going to be half an hour longer and we're just going to watch in real time? <laughs> he, like, picks a lot. I mean, honestly, that would be me. If if I had a, a crazed fan, because for some reason I have fans, um, mm-hmm. I would, it would be me, like, spending the whole time while she's gone, it's me trying to pick the lock. And then she's, yeah. like, coming back, like, fuck. And I'm, like, <laughs> crawl back to my bed. <laughs> I do like also like he goes back he makes it back before Annie comes in the house and he locks himself back in again I'm like wow that is some good thinking I would have just been panicked and sweaty and not have locked myself back in with a hairpin yeah yeah she comes in and he starts to he he starts to play her because he's like oh I'm in pain that's why I'm sweaty (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, I need you. He's just like, you know, he he's figured out her her thing, which is like, I'm just gonna play mm-hmm. into this feeling that she needs to be needed and wanted and loved, mm-hmm. and she she takes she takes the bait. Um, but he's so he's been stockpiling all these pills and these painkillers, um, and she decides that she's gonna have a dinner the two of them because he's written to at least the part where misery is returned. So she's read that mm-hmm. part and she is stoked. She is so excited. 
She has found out that Beyonce added on a few extra cities to her fucking world tour. She <laughs> okay. And she's like, I'm going to have a special dinner with my man. Okay. I'm going to put some Liberace on and we're going to sit on a candle and dinner. It's going to be great. Which, and he's like, perfect. I've got poison. This is like, yes. What yes. She does not know that Liberace's gay. She definitely does not pick up on the gayness of Liberace. She's homophobic, like but was, does not get that he's gay. <laughs> that was very common, like, at the time, I think. Like, he was, yeah, he was, like, wholesome family entertainment, and everybody was like, oh, he's mm. single. All right, yeah. I'm not going to lie. For some reason, I could not tell you any Liberace song. I couldn't tell you what he sounds like. I just assumed he was like Andrea Bocelli and did like classical shit. Oh. So he, he was a, like a pianist. And so he played yeah, a lot of that. like, you know, actual songs that already existed. But I don't okay. think there's so many like songs that were like Liberace songs. Like he played. I think they were like okay. standards. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Never you, mind. That makes sense. Could you identify him in like a lineup? Because he's very distinct look. Oh, no, definitely. Okay. I just, my, like, you know, I, she didn't strike me as the person that's like listening to, you know, like Turndo or, right. you know, mm. Yeah. It's where I know what he looks like, but I don't know if I know what he sounds like really. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I don't know. No. Liberace's I, gay. Just <laughs> kidding. But I mean, yeah, if you're of that era when Liberace was hot, you definitely somehow did not think He's just like, he's just single. (laughs) He's just hella single. Like, he's so campy. Like, come on. Ladies. (laughs) Also, uh, this just popped in my head. I appreciate because throughout the movie, you know, he does like stalling tactics all of the time. Mm -hmm. But it Mm -hmm. was really relatable because he's like, oh, I can't write wrong paper. And I'm like, same. I mean, honestly, I think we, we, as writers, we can all use an Annie Wilkes in our life to really just set the fire in her ass. <laughs> yeah. Literally have us. It's like, no, when she was like, you need to burn this. This isn't good. I was like, I felt, I feel that every time like a director is like, you need to cut a page of this sketch. It's too long. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's right. It's perfect. But it really adds, it really heightens the joke. And usually it doesn't. It, it, no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she t- brings him down to dinner and she's, she's got her finest little outfit on. It looks mm-hmm. very cute. And his plan, because he has all of his crushed painkiller. He's like, I'm going to poison this bitch. In her <laughs> Do you also like, if I was him, I mean, he's clearly upset this entire time, Yeah, but I would, I would personally lose it. Like you've been holding out on communion wine. That would have made me, <laughs> I would at least be able to make this significantly more tolerable of a hostage situation if you just let me get drunk bi-weekly. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, that's just true. <laughs> yeah, she really is a monster. She yeah, really kind of sober this, the whole time. Yeah, this, yeah, this was the straw that broke the crazy camel's back. Um. So, so what do you guys think about this? Because he... He manages to stall during this moment where she's like getting dinner ready to pour the painkiller into his into her drink, but she knocks it over. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. man, I felt so bad for. Oh, her. Do you think God. she knew and was playing with him, and she like was pretending to be like, "Oh no, I spilled it," or was that on? I, I don't. I don't no, know. I because, think it was just. Oh no! Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I don't think so. There is one piece 
of evidence to suggest maybe she did know, mm-hmm. which is later. I don't know if it's okay. Go for it. But like uh, when he gets out and gets more painkillers the last time, he like accidentally turns around uh, a penguin figure figurine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in like the climax, she references the fact that she noticed that. So she knew that he was out. Right. Then, which yeah. is maybe evidence that it was intentional. But I think it's more like. I think it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes, Be- sometimes your plan falls apart for like no reason. You know, and she was very into like saying, you know, it's like, I knew you've gotten out a couple of times, but I didn't know this or I didn't, you know, like she was kind of like doing that thing of letting you know that she was aware of all of these things that happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like she would have brought up the, you trying to poison me with the wine. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. So, that's true. Oh uh, yeah. He, you could sense how heartbroken he was or, you know, distraught, oh, that- but, think, but he played like in the realm of the movie, like that author played that whole situation pretty well i feel yeah. like he was i would i would have that like entire time screamed like i would have been like no you know yeah and i would have just... i would have blown my whole cover and be like bitch, I'm trying to <laughs> because especially they no wounded soldiers drink it up from the table <laughs> bring it into your mouth bring bring it out but especially too because like you know you said like oh, she's been holding out on him with his wine you could have been getting zooted on those painkillers bro the whole time you see yeah. been pain this whole time and not over. so bad damn yeah. it all my valium so oh, you also like <laughs> damn it uh, do you also she maybe she also deals I mean, oh, she has all these drugs. She, she a lot has, of drugs. Just like a, like mm. it, that wasn't a tech. She had a pharmacy in her. It was closet. in Tylenol. That was like that was, hard. Like, yeah. But um, while while all this is happening, we're still getting sheriff fucking bushy brow Buster going around <laughs> trying to trying to crack the case. And one of my favorite things is like he sees, um, like she drives by to the store to get that paper like a while like scenes ago, and the sheriff's like huh interesting and then goes to the storekeep and is like hey uh any it's like that you know annie wilkes buy anything crazy it's like no just some printer like typewriter paper it's like okay well that's a fucking red flag and then he goes he buys up all of his like misery series because he's i'm like so this fucking investigation hinges on this old man just reading at his leisure (laughs) like i hope i find a clue and then he finds he like wrote down a quote of something right and then he just remembers that she said it when she like you know she just all of a sudden he remembers like oh yeah this woman that's been tried for murder maybe should be on my list of people to look into (laughs) Like, what you the know, fuck, you know, Buster loves Murder, She Wrote. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and he's like so excited to be like in on this. Like, this is perfect. It's like my moment. I am the Angela Lansbury of this town. I'm going to crack the case. Right. Through reading books. <laughs> yeah. That's what he fucking tried to do. And in this case, it worked. Also, it did work. Like, do you like how he had to go? Like, could you imagine being a sheriff trying to do a good job at any time? <laughs> that sheriffs have existed but especially now because he had to go read newspapers in a library yeah. instead of googling i know Andy Wilkes murder quote 
Eddie Wilkes murder quote. <laughs> uh, it would have been so much easier. He could have just like found her as like Facebook because you know Annie Wilkes loves Facebook. She's posting oh. constantly. Oh my so god! Easy. Like boom. the most cursed memes. Just like so many minions. Like, oh. <laughs> and she, it's either she's Annie either loves a minion. About- <laughs> She's either posting minion memes about the misery series or about her lord and savior. There's no in between. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah, her 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 fucking Facebook is definitely cursed. You're right. Yeah. Um, so uh so so she's out another time and he goes out once again and this is Paul and this is when he finds the newspaper clippings that mm-hmm. reveal that Annie's been a bad girl in the past. <laughs> you know, you, you know that common thing of most people, <laughs> most people trying to forget every shitty thing they've ever done. She's like, no, this needs to be documented. Yeah, no, she has, scrapbook. she's a scrapbook of murder. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. But, you know, but it's so her brand though. Like Annie Wilkes loves a scrapbook and she loves to scrapbook her past ill deeds. Like, come mm-hmm. on, wouldn't you? I wouldn't. But I do love that she also, she does it in a very pleasant way. Like if, if anyone were to find this to incriminate me, it would look really good. Like, like valedictorian of nursing school murdered, new head nurse, like Annie Wilkes. Just tell a story, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, like I, I need to like chronalize my rise to the top and my murder from the bottom. Right. Um, yeah, I will say, like, I uh, all of them, like, because she murdered her husband as well, right? Mm-hmm. And some babies at the yeah, the hospital. babies I didn't understand as much just because she wants to kill things now. So I guess I took that as being, I feel like it was a reference because there are like kind of those angel death cases of mm. like, oh, nurse who like kills baby. I got the vibe that it was like maybe like a Munchausen situation. Mm. Like, so she like makes them really sick and like, oh, she revives them. But then like, you know, you make sometimes them, you make you some miss it. sometimes like, oh, yeah. One She's just, I can see that. Died. I can see She's that. just too good at killing and the reviving. <laughs> she was like an A plus level killer and like a C level reviver. It's like actually not right. that good of a nurse, but like a great murderer. <laughs> Hospice, forget you know, about it. It's, it's important <laughs> to know your strengths. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that was my assumption, I feel. Cause I think especially with the way that Paul interacts with her and like finding her weakness and like, oh, you know, you have to make her feel like you're like she's wanted. And I feel like, you know, sadly, a poor sick infant is like a perfect way to feel wanted. Oh, Annie. Mm. <laughs> I think Annie just needed a friend. A... Painfully, <laughs> yeah. More than that fucking pig named a misery. What? Uh, <laughs> That pig. <laughs> that this happened a while ago, Spooky Squad. But this pig, like I, I think the most dis- like disturbing thing, if I were in Paul's situation, was like waking up to this pig thinking it was a lap dog, trying to like, get in my face. Yeah, it's oh, it's not Misery's fault. Jesus. It's not Misery's fault. It's it's one hundred percent Annie's fault. But it yeah. did lead to a nice scene of Annie snorting and oinking. <laughs> It's so fucking deranged. Like I can, you can tell it, Kathy. Um, Kathy Bates. Bates. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. I just like had a stroke. Kathy Bates loved 
this role. Like she's having yeah. a good ass time. I love watching a movie when it's like very clear that the character, the, the actor is just like fucking chewing in the yeah. scenery. It's just in it. Yeah. She's full on. I mean, just like so much like, I mean, like she has like extreme mood swings, but Kathy plays her pretty subtly too. Mm-hmm. And like, like you said, like there are endearing moments when she's like, <laughs> so excited well, I can like, see where oh. she might be a nice like lady next door with her pig yeah. and it's like oh like they're cute they're it's weird, always they're it's cute. always the weirdo next door that's just really nice <laughs> that's what that's those are the neighbors you have to check on the most it's like they're yeah. really nice and I don't really see them outside that much check their basement check their <laughs> check their guest room true I don't think I've ever actually seen any of my neighbors but because of quarantine, mm. so <laughs> not <seeing> anyone <laughs> who knows what they're doing. I, <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. But after this happens, um, Annie does discover that Paul has been a dirty bird. Cause yeah, what a, what a phrase. A dirty- I, I can <laughs> you tell dirty. you're angry, but you just don't, you don't sound angry. <laughs> But then what you do shows that you're angry. <laughs> she's very upset because Paul, she's when she reveals that like the penguin thing, like as uh mm-hmm. as Ariel noted earlier, that you know, he made the the mistake of turning it the wrong way, but she's like, it always points due south. Don't know why, but it just does. Feng-, feng shui, maybe. I don't know. It's it's migrating. <laughs> <laughs> and she noticed, and she's like, I didn't know how you were sneaking out, but then I found I found your little knife here. I found your key. Yeah, she <laughs> everything is like here's your social security (laughs) you didn't even bring it to colorado (laughs) (laughs) went back to new york flew back from new york with all your your birth certificate and um so she she reveals all of this and he's like fuck you know she's got me and she's like you know what she tells a story about how the natives at this mine place this mining place would try to steal and escape and she has to hobble him with the sledgehammer Mm. and fucking wood which is an incredibly disturbing scene for me which is also a weird story to like, I was also trying to think of the practicality, not that like, you know, like mining slave owning people were rational, but it's like, we need, we can't kill you because we need you to work, but I'm going to make it physically impossible for you to stand and yeah. work. I was, like, really, is- I was like, what? I don't know much about diamond mining, but I imagine standing up is helpful. <laughs> Yeah, it's so. like, why are you all laying on the ground? <laughs> we I can only get the diamonds from like 12, 12 inches like, from the ground. <laughs> maybe the thinking was like, it w- when it heals back, then you can work again. But like, you can't run very well. I don't know. Oh, but that true, does st- it still seems like there's like a long lag time there when yeah. your slave labor is not working for you yeah it's like a it's this poor business practice honestly because <laughs> at this point now you have to give them slits like to 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 heal from that kind of an injury like you definitely need like several months i just but like you said I slave mean, owners also, are not that, rational so. that scene is super visceral though yeah. I, they just... show the the thing that sends me is seeing that foot go 90 degrees <laughs> in a direction it should not go mm very upsetting yeah it was a pleasant also i have not touched on this i love the music in this like the just scoring mm, is really yeah. good mm-hmm. and i really appreciated that it was this like nice calm like the moonlight sonata by beethoven yes mm-hmm. underscoring it and i'm just like i'm a huge fan of any 
any movie or medium where it's like whatever is happening is the complete opposite with like the soundtrack so mm-hmm. that was very pleasant yeah and yeah. especially really if pleasant. you definitely yeah if going into this movie and not knowing what happens and just like having that sense of foreboding of like she's gonna do something awful but i don't know what it is she's got a sledgehammer mm-hmm. i don't know what she's going to do with that sledgehammer <laughs> Dude, yeah. oh. uh, poor guy mm. anyway <laughs> so <laughs> well moving on moving on, oh on he's, he's never in charleston ever again i know that oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he was a world-class charleston-er <laughs> i'm sorry i mean she is lucky that he's a writer like that she wasn't like a fan of a dancer or something because yeah yeah right she... <laughs> yeah Though it's shocking she didn't do, I guess she needed him to finish the books. I'm like, I'm surprised she didn't like do something to his hands or something, like something that really like has yeah. to him as like a writer, but you know, yeah, he's not well. Um, <laughs> Wait, we, what? She's, she's not doing great. Um, so uh, I think it's at this point is when um, Buster is still investigating and he, he drops by Annie's place. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he's, he's kind of wandering around kind of doing his, his detective thing. And she's trying to kind of keep him off her scent. Like he finds a typewriter and paper. She's like, Oh, I'm just going to try writing myself. I'm just a little lonely lady writing my, right. I mean, like, my it, yeah, it was <laughs> like, did pretty. Stephen King invent fan fiction? Like what? Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> is this where we get it from? <laughs> You know, so someone like, watched you, someone read misery and just was like you know that sounds like a good idea i yeah, just like write I, do my wanna, own version. I do want to rewrite my favorite author's work um <laughs> do you all she also fucked up man like if you didn't do anything wrong don't invite them into your house yeah, yeah. like even if, 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 yeah. if you do also <laughs> yeah like if, if, you're right, going, yeah, if you're gonna kidnap somebody <laughs> if you're going to like go against someone else's rights make sure to know your rights yes uh, yeah which yeah. yeah, I think. So I'm teaching a law class for stands every Wednesday. <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> I had a know teacher what you that can legally get away with with your creepiness. I had a teacher that made us carry a pocket constitution. <laughs> so did not know that's where it was going. Yeah, yeah it was. Well, I, my mind no, you're right. So yeah, I, I used to wa- I used to carry a fucking pocket constitution around with me. Like, a could you idiot. imagine getting pulled over? Or like getting fucking put, like you know arrested, pushed against the wall. You're like, officer, just let me reach into my pocket constitution real quick. <laughs> he did. He was not thinking about Wait. the number of black and brown students that he had in his class. I could not just pull out my pocket constitution <laughs> and not die, we, sir. We <laughs> the people. Yeah. It's just. Like, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. He didn't think you know, about what you're that. Gonna want- what you're going to want to do is whenever whenever a cop's getting testy, you just say, I'm going to reach into my pocket and show you something. <laughs> Get them real scared that you know the law. Aside from that, like, I don't know, racist white cop, I feel like would get really pissed. Me, a black woman, showing him up and knowing more than he knows. Other yeah. great way of dying. This man yeah. did not think about this. You know, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I might message him and be like, you really showed your privilege back when I was 15 years old. You made me carry a fucking constitution. You should just be like, yo, haven't talked to you in forever because that'd be weird. Uh, <laughs> here is this podcast. I really want you to hear this episode at this time. <laughs> I should. He's not doing it. He's fucking retired. He's sitting all day with his wife. He's at home writing books. 
solving murders. <laughs> writing fanfic. He's writing constitution fan fiction like a fucking loser. Oh my god. Fucking founding founding fathers. Weirdo. Jesus. He would. Anyway, I didn't like him. So um, <laughs> um your Facebook friend. Where I know he was oh my god. I could tell you so many stories about this fucking teacher. He he only he was a kind of very popular in my high school. And he was like, don't Facebook request me or friend request me until graduation. So he really made it like a oh. big thing for everyone to want to like be his friend. And I'm I drank Kool-Aid. And I like friend requested him. And then that's like, an interesting, happened. that's an interesting trick. Yeah, really thought you were going to say you drank with him at a party once, <laughs> and it was like you should totally add me on Facebook. But. No, I should. Uh, that would have been weird. That would have been very strange. He was kind of creepy. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, wait, Paul is in the basement though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm drugged in the basement. Um, Buster's going around as he's gonna leave. He's like, okay, nothing to see here. Starts leaving, and then he hears like Paul manages to knock over some stuff in the basement. He hears clattering, so he goes back in discovers paul mm-hmm. but and he's like mm, sorry buster shoots him <laughs> he's dead he also like you also so that happened yeah you know and he like presumably went in to help annie because he thought like she had fallen or something but mm-hmm. do you like that her initial thought wasn't to just pop up and be like i'm fine something fell like her first thought was he's going to probably come in here i should go get a shotgun <laughs> i mean yeah um it's insane but also i think annie 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 at this point has definitely gone off right the deep end that's like listen i'm no one come get out of here alive at this point she wasn't on the rails before yeah but like what little grip of sanity she had is sort of slowly slipping away yeah we also had that she gave the nice little monologue like the night before when it was all rainy and shit and it's just like oh right you're going to get better you're going to finish the book and you're going to have to leave i have this gun and this was like (laughs) for me this was shocking this was i mean the whole thing is crazy and terrifying but this was so scary because she was like rational in her like craziness right she's Mm -hmm. like you will leave like you want to leave i'm not an idiot i know you want to leave right but i and it's like and she goes i know i can't keep you here right but i need to i also have this gun i think i'm (laughs) gonna go get two bullets is what she says (laughs) yeah and you're like well that's that's weird (laughs) (laughs) what could you be doing what could you be doing with two that you couldn't do with one or six (laughs) don't be stingy they don't sell the singular bullets you have to go down to the general store like it's like some shit video game like i'll treat you five animal pelts for that one bullet (laughs) second orange is so sad though like i mean yeah obviously she's threatening to kill him and herself but it's she's lucid enough that it's actually like she's empathetic in that moment because it's like she's just someone who's really yeah. unwell and right. really and I mean, sad like, and it's like it's 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 sad i want to hug her but like not too tight Send <laughs> down for sandy like, <laughs> like, uh. i mean i like the thing is is like everybody has been a fan like i mean like yeah maybe we're not like part of stan culture or whatever or yeah. like you know like Recently, Chris Evans was trending. Sorry, uh, he was trending because he used like a Nicki Minaj song on one of his Instagram stories. Oh Lord, the barbs! And all of all of the barbs <laughs> were like, 
let's make this trend on Twitter. And and they did, but like the power also, of the barbs. <laughs> why? Maybe yes. maybe I shouldn't be turning <laughs> the barbs. Yeah, don't should talk the barbs too much because they will end your life. <laughs> Bar- barbs are Nicki Minaj stands. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And I mean, they're we like, all knew, we all knew what that was, but I'm glad you said it for the Spooky Squad, who does not know. The bar- oh, hi, Spooky Squad. In terms of like fandoms that act genuinely strike terror in my heart, the Barbs, the Beehive, obviously, the mm. uh, K-pop stands are another world. Um, those are like the three Ta- ones I'm like I would hate. Swifties, Swifties oh, are yeah, pretty Swifties terrifying. Will, like, send you death threats like these are insane but like no we've all been fans you're right and i think it's like right. i think this is it, this movie is even more applicable today aside from like the stand culture stuff but just like parasocial relationships and mm, like what yeah. it means to be a fan of someone like i know i have many parasocial relationships with podcasters like a lot of podcasters i listen to so many of them and you feel Mm -hmm. an attachment to them you know yeah and i mean not to this extent not me like actually friends but it's easy to kind of get in that mindset of like this person means a lot to me but then getting to that point you also recognize that like but you don't mean anything to them like right one-sided it's very it it gets it gets tough because like like i don't there was a time early on in the pandemic, and I just, I, I'm not Annie Wilkes. I want to be very clear. I love that. Like, what is what is coming after that? The lady that doth phrase? protest too much. It's, so I'm not Annie Wilkes. I don't have a pharmacy in my closet, but. But, but Pete Holmes is in, no. Uh, he's, he's like, this, this is going to be the podcast that like stops my career before it ever starts. But no, um. I, like th- there have been times when I've been like really deep in a podcast and I will like talk about it and I'll be like, I'll be talking to other people about things related to the podcast. And I'll be like, Oh yeah. My friend oh, said, I've done that. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. you're like, Oh wait, that's, that's, that's not my friend. That's New York times reporter, Emily Bazelon. <laughs> 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 Oh, and another one time in, I, uh, you guys watched the Chris Gethard show. You know, I haven't seen it. I need to watch it's it. really, it's really good. Um, but one of his, um, one of his co-hosts is, I guess her title. I'd been watching like a lot. So I was jet lagged. I just moved to New York mm-hmm. and I was like walking down the street and I see Shannon O'Neill, who's like one of his, but I waved at her like she was a friend that I hadn't seen in a while. And she looked confused. And, <laughs> and then I had to be like, no, oh, wait, I don't know you in real life. I've just been watching you on YouTube. <laughs> but like, it's so easy though, because like, yeah. just kind of, I think at least like with my experience with like parasocial relationships, it's like, I'm listening to this person in my ear and I, I, mm. I talk back to podcasts. I think a lot of people do this, but I will talk back yeah. as if like we're having a convo. So it's easy to kind of get in that mind frame of like, this person is like someone I know. And I think if I saw them, we could just have a convo, like we're friends. And I, you forget that like, no, mm-hmm. you don't know this person. Um, I haven't, I had a similar situation, which is weird, where I was on the opposite end. I'm no no way famous, but I do have another Mm -hmm. podcast, a Degrassi one. And I have had interactions with some people who listen to it that were a little bit too comfortable with me that I'm like, 
you don't know, you don't actually know me. But right. then I remember yeah. like as a listener of a podcast, like, no, this person listens to me every week. I think it can be, and I also divulge a lot of my own like personal life. It can be very mm-hmm. easy to be like, no, I know this person. I know every, I know everything about somebody. Right. Yeah. yeah you don't yeah. really know me. Like, you know, a version of me. So. Right. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah. It happens. Y'all sound weird as fuck. <laughs> Been sitting on that. Andrew's like, I'm bitches kidding. be crazy. <laughs> Andrew's yeah. never been a fan of anyone or anything. Yeah, I've hated He's his only fan. He's like, listen, like, um, I'm my own. I'm my biggest fan. I don't yeah, know. What you're talking I, about. I subscribe to my own only fan and I'm the only <laughs> subscriber. It, no, I mean, it's similar with like, like anything, right? Like, so musicians and shit where I'm like, I like, study like their shit or like i know a lot of your writings on something and then if i meet them i'll be like oh hey oh you don't know who i am yeah or you know like even things when you're like tangentially like there's this one like we're both uh like endorsing and sponsoring like this same uh percussion company but Mm -hmm. like he's like really like in there like i am a concert artist and i'm Mm -hmm. just like i'm an education artist and Mm -hmm. And so it's like whenever we're like featured on like the same thing and like if we interact with each other like via the social media, I'll be like, oh, what do you, you don't know who I am other than this. <laughs> <laughs> See, it happens yeah. to you too. It happens to the, the best of them. Yeah. I'm the best. Yeah, you are. Of them? <laughs> You're the best of them. <laughs> yeah not them you asshole um. M. apostrophe em it's, it's, it's apostrophe em but i say um so best of um <laughs> i'll read into that so um yeah so the he finishes the the manuscript at this point and, mm-hmm. and he's like all right babe murder i'm gonna murder, murder suicide this this bad boy because you can't leave me. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how like super because she's pegged as like being rather you assume she's rather religious. Mm-hmm. And then it's just it's like, but when it doesn't when religion doesn't fit your murder suicide rate like ways, <laughs> God is gone. Yeah. Well, because she was like the whole time is like, well, God told me to save you. And the only way to save you is obviously by killing you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God told Abraham to kill his one son, but as as a bit. And he's like, don't do it. No, just kidding. I'm, I just want to test you. Bit. I was just testing you to the see Bible if you love me. The, and then, he, the then he didn't do it. And then it was fine. The original source of comedy, the Bible. It was a bit as far as I'm concerned. He said, psych, nah, don't kill your son. So yeah, that, yeah. that's a bit in my book. It's <laughs> um, true. Yeah, it was not funny for him, but God had a good laugh. Um, and so- bit. God is actually like a YouTube prankster. And it's like, what matters is that he laughs in the end. All right, all my Gentiles, you ready for this? Like, Be sure to smash the subscribe button. That's like lightning. He's like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very stupid. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so she comes in and she's got the manuscript. So it's like she's... Um, she's comes to her champagne she's it's very like ritualistic ceremonial like okay we're gonna do this babe i love you and mm-hmm. but paul's like all right i'm on to her i'm gonna burn this this manuscript mm. and that's gonna distract her and i'm gonna get the fuck out of here so he threatens to burn it she's like no you can't and he's like i learned it from watching you and then he like lights him on fire which is like so upsetting I learned it from to, watching you, you mom. Have to write two manuscripts <laughs> like both of them on 
fired. Jesus. I know. Well, this I, man- mean, the, the, I mean, it's interesting because it is a good strategy, but it's mm-hmm. also like very symbolic of yeah. like, fuck you. You'll never know how this story ends, you know, yeah. and like how. Like, I mean, like, if anyone, I'm not going to do this, but I do think the thing <laughs> that the disclaimers people- from Ariel this episode. <laughs> It's going to be at the top of the episode. Like, so all I'm going to say is that when you when they, when they apprehend you, I'm turning over this podcast episode of like, officer, oh, no. I believe Please. this will be of some service. She Please. won't have a pocket constitution on her. So go to town. No, she will not. Please. If if I ever get you taken in, please use this podcast for your career. Uh, that's all my only request. Oh, and for our uh, career, our career. like oh my god, <laughs> not to like not to get you like thrown in prison for what you're about to say. Just like if you can, when you advance your career by ruining mine. Listen, it's gonna be like that free Britney NY uh, New York Times documentary. You know they have those podcasters. Yeah. It's gonna be like me and Andrew like. Yeah, New York Times, like, <laughs> yes, we were there. <laughs> um, but, but I think the person that, um, not, I think the person that, like, uh, the zeitgeist was the closest and probably still is the, the, like, if this happened to the, this, if, if this author got Annie Wilkes, I would be like, yeah, I could have seen that coming. And that's, uh george rr R. martin right and can you oh yeah can you imagine yeah. i mean like now because there's like the ending because of the tv show or whatever but again like sneaks yeah, uh, but, but that ending <laughs> was like it isn't even is not canon because the book still hasn't been written so right that's just a version like, of the ending just like imagining like so, <laughs> like some crazed game uh or a song a song of ice and fire fan like kidnapping george rr R. martin and george rr R. martin like burning the final chapter like I feel like that was like very mm. like evocative like move I'm but surprised I mean, that also- hasn't happened to him actually <laughs> well think I'm trying to I was going to say the, the Game of Thrones stands you know it's like you don't like I mean Annie at the beginning like crowbarred Paul out of his car put him on her shoulders okay. and yeah like a fucking a wildling <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know any Game of Thrones fans that are go- physically going to do that. You don't have this, this is accurate. <laughs> the, the amount of time they spent hunch over a computer, there's no way they can put anything on their back. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, damn. I feel like I'm gonna come home one day and George R. R. Martin's gonna be in the. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm like, listen, I I ain't see shit. I'm gonna take my dog and I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I want, no part. I want no part of this because <laughs> they're shooting me on site when they come yeah. to the department, not you. So, <laughs> uh, so she, so she burns it and he, she like, you know, they get into like a, 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 a struggle. They're like fighting each other. Right. And you know, she, mm-hmm. she's fucking him up. Cause he's got that busted leg and she's like, I know where mm-hmm. it hurts. She's physically a mountain woman. Yeah. She's right. <laughs> and thank God he'd been doing, we get like little scenes of him doing like little li- lift weights with the <laughs> typewriter. <laughs> and it's like, thank God. Cause if he didn't do that, he wouldn't have stood a chance. Yeah. He no, even his uses muscles his would have atrophied, man. <laughs> yeah. He even uses his leg to like trip her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Um, they fight and they fight. He like, he takes like also poetic. He takes the ashes of the manuscript and like stuff it. Yes. One of the few times where I seeing a man and a woman fight where typically it's very like visceral and kind of triggering, but it's like, this is a right. fair fight. I would say this is a fair fight. Like yeah, she's, yeah, she's, she's getting no. some hits. He's getting some like, this is, this is fair. Okay. Let them, let yeah. them get out. Um, so they're fighting and eventually she falls and she hits her head on the typewriter and it knocks mm-hmm. her out. And, you know, he's like, oh, great. Like, I'm going to make it out. Hobble my way out. I'm just going <laughs> to hobble. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do once I get outside. I guess to get yeah. the phone or something. Going to hobble right. out. But you have to have the final scare where she like, yeah, she comes back. And he like. Knocks her yeah. out. With the pig. Knocks her out. She's I- done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like. You know, we the the end, right? It's him with his new book, and his publicist is like, "Dude, fuck yeah, this is amazing!" And it's like, "Well, I I wrote it for me," and then it's like, <laughs> "Dope." Well, what if you? Speaking of you, what if you wrote a book about <laughs> your trauma? And he's like, "Oh, that sounds fucking awful for me personally." And but I I really like this ending because we see we see Annie coming with like a dessert tray, <laughs> and but he's talking calmly. And it's like you know, I know she's dead but I still think about her often. And then it comes and it's just, you know, a waitress. Um, and she goes, are you Paul? Whatever the fuck is last name? Except, except she, she knows that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm your biggest, like I'm your number one fan. And he goes, well, isn't that nice? And then that's Which the like, end of the movie. If you were his number one fan, wouldn't you know that that like might be like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Like she, my she, like, exactly. The last number one fan could literally tr- like say any bit of trivia about his life at the drop of a hat. And so she's maybe like the fifth, like number five fan. But I, I, mean, I like Annie's like you're not a real fan. <laughs> it's it, that is also like a weird thing in general that we have this hierarchy of of kinds of fans. Mm. Like it's it's weird to be like. I, I mean, I guess, like, it's very normal in that it happens all of the time. But it's kind of strange that people will be like, I like this thing even more than you like this thing. And that makes me a better person. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Gatekeeping, like, liking something is weird. Like. Yeah. Especially because, like, what are the metrics of, like, being a number one fan? Well, I mean, honestly, Annie was a number one fan. Like, she, she was, though. <laughs> Objectively. Yeah. Objectively. Yeah. Number one fan. <laughs> But like, but also the worst. But like, also, like, the, yeah. And like, I think generally speaking, it's like everyone thinks they're the number one. If you if you like something enough, you all think mm-hmm. you're the number one fan. Yeah. You go to a concert, every an Ariana Grande concert, everyone here think is no is Ariana Grande's number one fan. Yeah. But you know, only true fans would actually like successfully kidnap her. Yeah. And make her write another yeah. song that she can <laughs> fucking dog whistle to. You know. You also like, I mean, that happened at the very beginning. It's like, you know, it's like I said I was your number one fan and it's, you know, obvious, obvious that you come out here to write. So I, sometimes I would just walk out to her cabin and like, look at the, yeah, you, that the window was... with the light on. And I'm like, you know, you, we... are, you are number one. <laughs> Do we totally believe that it was like a sort of coincidence that she found his car wreck? I mean, like, so she does, like, admit to stalking him, basically, in yes. the beginning. But, like... I, I think it was just serendipitous, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. like, when you're walking on the street and you see your favorite whoever, it was like that. When you're stalking them on the road. 
in a snowstorm <laughs> and you're like, ooh. Or at and the very least, they'll get into a car wreck. Or at the you very know? least, she knows like this is around the time he tends to come to the cabin and she's been around right. there a lot and just happened to stumble upon it. But yeah. yeah. Oh, I I don't so Annie Wilkes in like the Stephen King like universe shows up in the castle rock series i've never seen the oh, castle really? rock series yeah and we get like a younger annie wilkes i guess we learn more about like her background but i haven't seen it so i don't know much but i'm kind of intrigued now to learn more about annie's back i mean she's how she's she got a here. really interesting character you know she is it's like could i go the rest of my life not having the backstory yet probably because i think this movie yeah. is, <laughs> and the book are like uh, uh, like you know there's yeah, a wealth like of sometimes information but i am interested yeah, yeah sometimes you don't need the background all the time yeah like, no. you know yeah sometimes you don't need the background but sometimes you want the black ground fuck that was awful <laughs> but how would this movie be different <laughs> okay so this is our last episode of we diverse thank you for listening <laughs> shut the fuck I up quit today <laughs> i've sat through a couple Sonic Flounder transitions. You can sit through a couple <laughs> Andrew Flounder transitions. Hey, yeah, that's true. Okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> Ariel, if you're not if you're not familiar, we like to rewrite the the movies we watch. Kind of like a fan fiction. Kind of like fan okay. fiction. Yeah. Okay. If if there was a black cast, um, okay. obviously if you do not want to speak on that. I would understand. Um, you you're, you also been can- you've been canceled oh, enough on this podcast. Yeah. You're afraid. You might as go of out that combo. I understand. Go out with a bang, <laughs> like literally. You already have John Mulaney starving in like the next room over. You might as well add casual racism. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're not gonna well, force. Well, you. I'll 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 probably just laugh at your jokes. That's but we'll see what Which is the best kind of answer. Yeah, I actually think you're our first you're our first white guest. Oh wow. Yeah. So I think we've been able to get away with like, oh like what's your what's your take on a black movie or like a, a minority led movie. So we understand if you don't, it's fine. You can just listen. Okay. It's okay. It took everything not to make like a dumb joke up front, being like, all right, time to discuss the white elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, how do, how do you think? Well, first of all, if there was any blackness in this movie, there would be a black person, just one singular black person. Yes, there was there was a black reporter in one shot. OK. Oh, okay. <laughs> damn. I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> when, when the fbi is like he's definitely he crawled into the woods and died and the like okay. the old guy is like no because somebody opened up the car for him mm. remember okay, that yeah 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 right. they have a shot of like going from the fbi to one reporter and one of the report a couple of reporters and one of the reporters is a black woman but that's mm. literally that's sorry. Well, speaking of black women, <laughs> if 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 Annie was a black woman, I don't think she would have been so well equipped to take care of Paul because there's no way she would have been able to like make it out of the hospital or the pharmacy with all those drugs. Very without, true. Without like setting off some alarm. Some and alarm. Then, yeah. You know, it's like, not easy to do that. Yeah, well, actually. Like, Never mind. I'm not going to implicate any people I know. <laughs> We're not talking about like taking weed or oxygen. Like she had a whole fucking pharmacy. She did. 
She's like, oh, are you allergic to this type? Well, I got a different. <laughs> also, too, that too. She's like, you just were, you were just injecting him with all kinds of medication. And like, you did not know what he was allergic to. You could have had a horrible penicillin reaction. He could kill you. Mm. What if she, what if she, she actually, we're like shitting on her, but she, like, she's evil, but she has, like, she's a really competent nurse. So she like <laughs> pulled his files, <laughs> like, like wired the hospital, like, you know, his personal doctor. It's like, hey, I need like his, like, immunization records and like his allergies. It's like, why? No reason. She's actually pretty above board, like, in, in that <laughs> respect, unless you're a baby at the hospital, in which case she's not. <laughs> she will murder you um if, if this was a so yes she would not have been able but let's say she was let's say she for some reason let's say she's okay. light skin so she was able to get all the things out of the hospital and she brought it because i know i couldn't she's like halle berry she could she got all of the things and she's like cool i got my stockpile in my little cabin in the woods it's like my little cottage core <laughs> little spot in the woods and i got my man who well first off who would she who would she have stolen um, I don't know. Just pick somebody. Well, because I'm thinking Annie Wilkes, Black Annie Wilkes, is kind of like an like an auntie. Would she? Okay, but so I feel like it'd we, be like a we, Bobby Brown or someone. I was gonna say, do we want to kind of keep it in like the same vein? Like she's obviously very religious and shit like that. But she stole Kirk Franklin. Yeah, maybe. Probably. I feel like she wouldn't like she wouldn't she wouldn't be into God and Bobby Brown simultaneously. Oh no, trust me. Uh, Black Annies love Bobby Brown. They don't care what kind of religion they're okay. into. They love Bobby Brown. Okay. Well sure, Bobby Brown. Yeah. Which I think would just be kind of like a fun movie. It'd be like <laughs> It, t- it takes it from psychologically <laughs> fucked up to like, ooh, that's that's a that's a nice Friday night. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's like Bobby Brown. Like, like Bobby Brown is is like a despicable human being, but also very entertaining. Have you ever seen um like Bobby and Whitney? Oh, uh, forever ago. Oh my god. Uh back was that on A and E or Bravo? I don't remember which channel, but Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown had a show together, and he is very funny on it and very entertaining. I just I imagine that that Bobby Brown from like 2003, that kind of energy in this movie, you know, stolen by some auntie. I think he would, I don't know. I think he would kind of like it. And there's also like tons of drugs. She's just supplying him constantly. So I think he would also just be like, this is, I this feel, is fun. You know, you know how like in this movie, there's moments of brevity, not so much levity with mm-hmm. how Annie acts, you know, she's mm-hmm. like, she's very innocent at times, but I feel like if it was an auntie, it would be more levity. She'd be like, it's like, oh, let's get up and dance. Oh, you in a wheelchair. <laughs> like, Bobby, show me your moves from back in the day. And he's like, hobbled. My, my, my bones are jelly. He's like, oh, Bobby. Quit Bobby, you're so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think also, I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, we have to talk about law enforcement and our fucked up justice system. The police aren't really looking for a missing Bobby Brown. Like he would just be in that cabin for the rest of his life. So there's just so many more mi- there's so many more miseries. It's like Black Misery 2, Bobby's still here. Black Misery. <laughs> Except like Bobby's just like recording like all these songs. Like she has a full like studio setup. 
instead of like a, like she has like a full stew like it's like like you know like the soundproofing and everything and she like makes them go in there and just like sing bobby's <laughs> bobby's gone platinum no one knows where he is this record just showed up <laughs> it's <laughs> this is sounding funny <laughs> <laughs> like this would be i think this would be like a funny like horror comedy take on it yeah you tell like bobby brown in a studio in your basement and he's just making music he wins a <laughs> grammy but he's just show up with Grammys. and then he can just be like the, the, the cop shows up is like hey uh someone said bobby brown's here nope don't come in here closes the door it's like well i can't legally do anything and i don't hear any I don't hear any gorgeous songs coming from that. <laughs> uh, actually, but then I think it would have to be, you know, if she, uh, Black Annie, <laughs> just made me think of Black Annie, like oh. with Jamie Fox. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The Black Blanny. Uh, so, <laughs> but you know, it's like her scrapbook <laughs> would be like different because it's like, like nurse and you know because in colorado there's not a lot of people of color so it'd just be like black nurse tried for baby murder she did it yeah <laughs> would she not like, be in prison like any yes yeah. like any would be in prison so, <laughs> kill so them white babies she's in prison <laughs> yeah so there wouldn't be a so this so uh auntie ann uh, auntie ann <laughs> she would uh when she wasn't making pretzels so she wouldn't have I don't think she would have that nice backstory in her scrapbook of having like almost been caught for shit because she would have most definitely gotten caught. Yeah. She can't make it out of that hospital with those drugs because we also wouldn't cast Halle Berry. So (laughs) so she wouldn't be getting out of the hospital with drugs. She sure as hell wouldn't be getting out of a court battle for white baby murder. You know who they would cast for this remake? And like a, it would make people groan kind of way. No, or? but like who would actually be perfect for this role? Who? Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Would be the new Annie, especially after she did Ma, and she kind of yeah. was like a wackadoodle like nurse in that one too. She kind of looks like my aunt, who's also a nurse. So <laughs> when I saw like the promos for the uh, Ma and her scrubs, I was like, just like my aunt. <laughs> she was always my aunt was always trying to get those people to party yeah in ma's basement but like i lived in my family's basement my bedroom was down there so it's like because my aunt lived i grew up with her in the house as well so it's like ma's basement and i would just like come out of the bedroom was always like white teenagers just like (laughs) like who are these people (laughs) like ma's house and like what (laughs) she would just she would just say that i'm like all right well it's 7 30 i'm gonna go eat my oh fucking God. cinnamon toast crunch and go to go oh, to school like, now. i have to go to first period so see you <laughs> uh, this, uh. I, this would be a funny this would be a funny movie i think it'd be one it'd be a lovely romp that's for sure i would still have rob reiner um direct it because he he can direct anything of any tone i think he could do i think he could do this remake as well yeah i would watch You'd watch. Thank you. Only that, is, yes. that is that is that is the addition to this conversation that we needed. Yeah, because we're going to write this. We're going to write the script along with the other. What episode is know, this? Like thirty-four of the other thirty-three scripts we've come up with. Yeah, 
They're all bangers too. They're all like, so they're... good. <laughs> we'll get on it. We'll do it. We'll do at least one yeah. before before twenty twenty one's done. Let's let's aim to have one done. Bet. All right. Dope. I like it. Yeah. Ugh. And you and Ariel, you have to hold us accountable because you were here. Yes, that means that you have to lock us away <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> if you have to lie, if you have to hobble us, <laughs> we're like, holy shit, she already has a sledgehammer out. Yet. <laughs> He's like, fetch the sledgehammer, and he just breaks our ankles, and then fetch we write the it. Sledgehammer, and John Mulaney comes hobbling out with a sledgehammer. It's like, oh, I got you too. <laughs> <laughs> That bit, I'm glad that we're in the same company as John Mulaney in your basement. Yeah, I think it'd be like fun. While we're writing, no, we'll I have him do like little like he'll tell jokes and we're writing. I think it'd be kind of like a fun yeah. writer's room. Yeah, can yeah, can we at least have can we at least have computers? I'm not really I'm not really into typing with an old typewriter. Okay, yeah. but no internet. Oh, that's obvious. Like I yeah, didn't I give us Wi Fi. I don't want to ask for help <laughs> or be like, or like tease us every once in a while. It's like, all right, you can have internet for 15 minutes, but you can only use like fucking aim. And we're like, oh shit, no one's on that. Who's going to save us and it's now? just us chatting to each other <laughs> yeah. on aim in the basement. Help, help. Andrew, it's me. Fuck. Got a stupid ass away message with like the sublime lyrics or some shit. <laughs> Uh, I always used to love being in my friends' away messages when they would like copy and paste like conversations. That was always like my goal. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I was definitely not. But oh. <laughs> hey, no one has. To, I wasn't. It's, no one has to know this. this is, we're on a podcast. So you can be anything you want to be. It's the internet. Um, <laughs> but Ariel, thank you so much for coming on this weird, weird thank show. You. Did you have Did you have a good time? Yeah, did I had fun? a really great time. Thank you so much for having me. I hope I was good. You were great. I'm you sorry, were, that's so needy. Did, you you like were the, to quote like, to quote to quote Annie. You were perfect. Aww, you're a perfect uh, guest. Do you have anything that you'd like to plug to the listeners? I mean, just just my social media, I guess. Again, uh, at Ariel Dundas. I'm the only one, so I should Lucky. stop saying that because eventually someone's gonna try and get to a platform first. But um, yeah, uh, if if you like, th- I I am thinking about starting a podcast. So if you like this and you want to follow you me on it. social media and bug me about it, that. <laughs> Do if it, you want to kid, if you want to kidnap me and make me make a podcast, yeah, and you can break her feet because you, she don't type with her feet. Yeah, yeah sure. You don't have to get. Out. I you can hold a microphone with start. hobbled feet. It's it would be so perfect. No, how do you want to plug um, conspiracy brunch? Oh yeah, I always forget about that. I have a weekly Zoom show uh, called Conspiracy Brunch. Sneak spit on it. Um, it's just me and four guests, uh, my like funny friends, and we talk about uh, which conspiracy theories we kind of sort of believe are true. And um, yeah, it's 1.30 every Sunday on Zoom. Uh, you can find that on all of my social media platforms. Yes. Thank you, guys you for reminding me. Proper brunch time. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, you guys have to listen. You guys have to watch it. It was very fun being on the show last time. Yeah. It was super exciting. So drop in on that. 
Yay. Talk about conspiracies. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything you would like to plug? Mm. If you want drum lessons, check out my website, andrewbaldwinpercussion.com. <laughs> I'll try to do some funny comedy shit soon, but in the meantime, I could use money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Hey, what Andrew, Andrew is a great, a great percussionist, multi-instrumentalist. Ooh, so thank you. if you want to learn a little something, hit him up. Oh, and as for me, uh, I don't have anything to plug necessarily. Uh, follow me on Twitter, say underscore anything. That's S-E-Y underscore anything. Uh, check out my Degrassi podcast. Everybody wants something, if that's something you're interested in. But otherwise, just keep watching. Oh, next month. Oh, oh, look at me. I'm Kathy. <laughs> Kathy Bates, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> My cockadookie spreadsheet. I gotta get my spreadsheet out. What am I doing? Uh, the bitchly spreadsheet. Just give me a second. Okay. Uh, guys, that was the end of March Madness. Next month, we are kicking off Ape Shit April. We're doing horror Ooh. movies that feature animals going crazy <gasps> and trying to kill Ooh. people. And our first episode, I guess we're doing Stephen King again. April 2nd, we're dropping Cujo. You couldn't see it, but <laughs> I'm assuming jazz hands were happening outside of that frame. Yes. Cujo. You're going to love it. Um, and we've got some cool guests lined up next month as well. There's five Fridays in April. So. Lots of, a lot fun of spookiness. Stuff. Lots of yeah. spooky stuff that you guys get to to listen to. But that's all I have. Do you want to close out? Yeah. Any last remarks? <laughs> um, don't don't fucking kidnap people and put them <laughs> in your house. <laughs> Despite everything your... we've said. Yeah. So like, to... <laughs> I, I don't care if you want to kidnap some TikTok star and like make them do hobbly dances. Just don't fucking do it. Okay. They'll be moving their feet anyway. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's it. <laughs> okay. That's words to live by. Okay, yeah, you don't, next week. don't be creepy, spooky squad. <laughs> yeah, don't be weird, guys. <laughs> Yeah, spooky, not creepy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>